Hey, it's Irving, and you are listening to Asians in Space, a podcast with big questions and homegrown answers. I'm fortunate enough to write, record, and produce this podcast on the unceded territory of the Musqueam Band. No guests this week. Instead, I will be sharing a story I have never shared before and how the desire to belong is something that I'm still trying to grasp. This past week, I read a story on the Boston Globe about an online survey that asked 2,766 American adults to name a well-known Asian American. The most common answer at 42% was, don't know, followed by second place at 11%, Jackie Chan. And third place at 9% was Bruce Lee. I should note that two of the most popular names given is that Jackie Chan is an American and Bruce Lee passed away almost 50 years ago. The quote that instantly pops into my mind after hearing these stats is from Stephen Young's New York Times profile by Jay Caspian Kane, where he says, sometimes I wonder if the Asian American experience is what it's like when you're thinking about everyone else, but nobody else is thinking about you. I have this memory from the fifth grade that I think captures the idea of being in a room full of people and yet you are still invisible. I assume other non-white folks have felt this particularly in white spaces and I hope you can relate to it as well. I can't remember the exact circumstances leading up to it, but what I do remember is our class getting asked to split ourselves into groups. This day was one of those days where I found myself about one. Wanting to join one, I remember being rejected and one thing led to another and the boys in the group told me to leave. I don't know what compelled me to decide my next course of action. Whether it was pride and a desire to show them up, pent up frustration of not belonging finally crashing through, or maybe I didn't eat enough that day, or a combination of all of the above. But I did leave, not just their group, but I walked out of the classroom and out of the school. I was wordlessly outside in the middle of the school day and walked down the path past the playground and ended up on the sidewalk where the buses waited after school. I couldn't have been gone for more than a couple of minutes, probably even less than that. There aren't many options for a 10 year old kid to go in the middle of a school day. So I walked back inside, maybe selfishly hoping that someone would care and feel bad for my exit. And nobody even noticed I was gone. No one even acknowledged that I had walked back into the room. I simply went back to the peripheral of a group, so if someone were to glance over, it would seem I was part of that group based on proximity alone. I didn't say anything and just did whatever work was assigned on my own. I have never shared this story before, but it feels potent for this moment, whatever this never-ending moment is. Maybe it's the moment when the boys told me to leave, or the moment I made my exit and put as much distance between myself and a place I sub. I was supposed to be a part of without overstepping my bounds. Or maybe it's the moment of return, only to find the only thing ever waiting for me was silence. The day after the mass shooting in Atlanta in March, I listened to the interview Ocean Bong did on the On Being podcast as an excuse to do anything else besides scroll through the hellscape that was Twitter. The story that Ocean shared about acceptance resonates even two months later. Ocean tells the story of a reading he did at Mark Twain's house, which his mother also attended. 
At the end of the reading, the room full of the type of white people who would attend the reading at Mark Twain's house gave him a standing ovation. Afterwards, his mother was so happy for him because to her, this was a victory. And Ocean laments that if victory means winning the approval of white people, then he doesn't, then he doesn't want it because what is victory on someone else's terms? The next day, he sees his mother working at a nail salon. She, is no she no longer has her hair done. Her makeup is much simpler than what she wore the night before. She isn't wearing any of the jewelry and doesn't have a fancy dress on. Instead, she is on her knees tending to an old white lady. And in this position, she is below. But for a moment the night before, she was standing on the same level as every other white person in the, in the room. And for Ocean, that feels like true victory. Two months later, and I'm still in awe of the story. Did you know, dear listener, that the ocean has the same percentage of salt in it as a human body? So in a way, everyone carries an ocean inside of them. I take this knowledge and can help and can help but think of Bruce Lee's philosophy of being water. To empty one's mind in order to be formless and shapeless, an ultimate form of adaptability. And what greater example of adaptability is there than the immigrant story? I think of all of this and my mind conjures up the Toni Morrison quote. All water has a perfect memory and is forever trying to get back to where it was. And I'm reminded of the mainstream news coverage and the narrative goal of actively forgetting. Actively forgetting the racist and misogynistic motivations, actively forgetting the names of the victims, and actively forgetting the hurt, grief, and lasting trauma of Asian women. We must understand and know that this insidious forgetfulness is not an accident, but a tool to uphold white power. How can the root of the problem ever be solved if we treat each incident as something separate and new? This goes beyond the collective closing of eyes and plugging of ears. This is an active apathy. This is a forgetfulness we do not have the benefit of. Don't get it twisted. Dominator culture will ensure this lives in the margins, that it lives buried far beneath the story, so it doesn't threaten their power. It took less than 24 hours for this narrative and it shovels to start digging. Remember this, rivers flow underground too. And until the dam of white power finally breaks, I will stand in the margins telling my story, unearthing the forgotten water and demand you never forget it again. My name is Irving Chong. This is Asians in Space. I've been gone for a while, but I'm back now. See you when we see you. Until then, we out.